a lot of times you get separated in those those money decisions. It's true. One person could be super stressed, the other person could be completely ignorant of the whole thing. And it's you've got to continually have those conversations about where you guys might differ around this idea of money. Smart money parenting. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Smart Money Parenting. This is Chad and Scott. We're coming to you live from Chicago. Chi Town. Chi Town. And it's cold, and we are in the lobby of a beautiful hotel. So you're gonna hear a little bit of background noise, but we're gonna do our best to focus on the camera. And today we're talking about marriage. We're talking about money conversations in marriage, money discussions with your marriage partner. What, what's okay to say, what's not okay to say, what are the main things you should be talking about? So you wanna launch this one, Chad? Yeah, so I just wrote an article for Focus on the Family, very, very well-known publication talking about family matters. And one section of the article that got published was really about money talks in your marriage, money discussions. I think this is also applicable for parents, not just spouses. These are, these are great questions and conversations that you can have as a couple and as a, as a parent with your kid. Um, I'll start off with a quick story. So we were, in, we were out of town for spring break and we're at a big dinner table and I decided to say, you know what guys, I'm gonna teach you guys a little bit about investing. And okay. so I said, I got everyone's attention by saying, what if you could invest in something that continued to grow and then continue to produce, produce income without you having to do too much after you initially invested in it? And of course, the kids, especially the older ones, they were like, ooh, what's this about? So I, I shared the story of taking risks, starting businesses and investing in real estate at a young age. And so I, you know, I had invested in real estate 2008, 2009 during a, a big recession. And a lot of those properties have gone up in value. And I taught the kids, like, what does it mean to have home equity? What does it mean to have an investment yep. with a loan? And, and how does that work? And I said, these investment homes have gone up so much in value that a lot of them are paid off. And I had the idea to invest in an apartment complex. And, and I wanted to do it without spending a penny of my own money. And they were like, wait, what? I said, so I wanted to buy a big apartment complex and not spend one penny. So how did I do this? And so I basically walked them through how I convinced, I, I shared my business plan with the bank and I said, I'm gonna convince them to allow me to partner with them on some of the paid off investment homes, take a loan from that and use that as a down payment for the construction costs of the remodel and the purchase of this apartment complex. And I went through the numbers with them. I was transparent, I told them everything. I said, this is how much it's gonna cost loans many millions of dollars this is the apartment complex this is the rent and we and it was like they just kept asking questions mm. dessert was done i'd already signed for the check and literally the kids kept asking questions and my wife later was like that was crazy she's like first of all you didn't tell me all that stuff before but now I <laughs> she's like i understand it a lot better it was very stressful during the the investment purchase with the bank and all that stuff but She's like, I understand how you did it a lot better, but man, the kids were like really interested. Mm -hmm. And the whole point of sharing this is if you just initiate more money conversations and ask questions, your kids are going to feel comfortable and your spouse is going to feel comfortable asking questions as well. And they're going to learn about it and you can learn together. Some of the questions my kids asked actually made me think about like, wow, that's a great question. You know, and, and let me think about how I can answer that or yep. maybe I can learn something and share it with you at a later time. So 
I think the goal of this episode, we're going to talk just next 10, 15 minutes with you, is to increase the frequency and the quality yes. of your money talks in your marriage and your family. Yeah. Increase the frequency and increase the quality. And I'll say this. How many people listening right now wish their kids were at that dessert, right? So if you don't feel confident in these, because you can share with your kids good and bad. That's decisions. true. We've, you can share I've mistakes. shared mistakes. You can share mistakes. I've shared screw-ups with my kids. Yep. You know, mom and dad need to ask for forgiveness if they screw up with the kids. But you can also share your successes and mistakes as a parent. You'd think that that might scare your kids. It doesn't scare them. It helps them learn and grow, even if you don't think it will. Right. And the other thing here is you don't have to be the one trying to teach them everything because you might not know it all. Why not get a great friend or mentor and invite them over for dinner to have some great money conversations? Or, or as one lady, someone I don't know, tagged me Instagram for our, our Smart Money Parenting show. And she said... This is the show that we listen to on the carpool ride to school. Yep. Like they listen to it with the kids in the car. So if you like one of our episodes and you feel like your kids would get a lot out of it, or maybe your spouse on a date, we're a, we're a great date night drive, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> like I, put it on in the car and just maybe there you go. Ha have a money conversation. Pause the show and be like, what do you think about this? Yeah. You know? It's, it's great. And I'm thinking about my life. So two days ago, we were in, no, yesterday we were heading to church. And we're on the way to church and Amy goes, you know, I just feel like we need to enjoy a little bit more. We want, I want to make sure that we're generous with our funds and we're not so tight about exact return and exact this. And I'm worried about this and that. I was like, I didn't know that. Mm. And we had a great conversation for like 10 minutes on the way to church. And guess what the, guess what the sermon was about? What? Generosity. No way. Literally, it was like, like, how can we be generous with our funds? How can we use like the gifts that we've been given and steward them and be generous with other people. So we like get in the car, we're just laughing. We're like, of course, that's what we're that's thinking amazing. about in the way. That's amazing. So we had a great conversation about, you know, we're going to set aside a little bit more money in a pool that we can use to bless the people around us and just Very have cool. fun with it. Not worry about the dollar amount at the end of the day, because we've worked really hard for decades right. to get here. How can we be more generous and steward it well? And teach our kids and bring them along. It's that was idea. the whole conversation. It's and a great idea. I actually woke up today feeling great. I was like, that was an amazing conversation that I think had built up some stress in both of us, built up some tension, and just getting it out and having that conversation opened it all up. Absolutely. And, and that's what we're talking about today. How many of these types of conversations can you have? So here's a couple of the questions. Yep. Talking with your spouse first and then with your kids. How do you feel when you get money? Yeah. So how does it make you feel? Is it a security thing? Is it an accomplishment thing? Is it a, we just barely can cover bills thing? How do you feel when you get money? I doubt you know how your spouse feels when you or them or both of you get a paycheck. Is it a, a fearful thing? Do they fear the conversations about money? Are they thankful? Are they worried about, does it, whenever they think about money, do they get worried about it? Yeah. Some yeah. people have that. It's true. Have these conversations. How do you feel when you get money? What excites you about money? Right? Have you guys had these conversations? Yeah, I think that's that's a good one, especially for asking your kids. But like, what is, how does it feel to get money? Oftentimes, we would ask like, what do you, what's the first thing you want to do when you get money? And some kids would say, I want to go buy whatever toy or whatever gadget or whatever thing it is that's on my list that I've been wanting to get, but I didn't have money for Others, you can tell those are the extreme savers. It's like, I want to rush to put it in my bank account or I want to rush to put it in my piggy bank because I just want to see that number grow. And so having these conversations, I think 
asking simple questions. So yeah. in this article, you know, I just listed probably, I don't know, seven or eight questions that you can use in a money conversation. Money what, talk. Ooh, right? I like this one. What does your family think about money? Yeah, your family. I've learned more about my wife by learning what she says about her family growing up. That's good. Point. How her parents yep. viewed money and how my parents viewed money. And it was completely different. A Polar good, opposites. Well, if, if you're the if you're a family that celebrates Christmas, I can tell you you've had these conversations. Because <laughs> yes. everyone thinks like every spouse thinks very differently about how Christmas should be based on how you were raised. You know, some families it's like we got to have tons of gifts under the tree and other families are going to keep it real simple. We don't want to spoil them. Three yeah, each. we're not going to yeah. spoil them. We're going to give them two to three gifts each or we're going to give it all away or we're going to give them socks and underwear for Christmas or no, we're going to give them the iPad. And so it's like yeah. everyone's different and that comes out based on your backgrounds when you're having these conversations I, and asking these questions. I learned so much because I come from an entrepreneurial family versus Amy who comes from like engineering, same paycheck, turn into cash. Like my right. parents are very smart, very wise, very, very routine frugal, based, right? very routine. And it really helped me understand how she thinks about our bills, how she thinks about budgeting, how she thinks about like what safety and security looks like with money. Those, I mean, the more we talk, the more I learn. I feel like we've been married for 11 years and I still learn more when we talk about that. Right. So we just open it up and keep asking these types of questions, especially husbands. We forget half the time. Like we'll learn something and then we forget it. And so having constant conversation actually connects you more and more as a couple. I think a question you might ask uh, your spouse is, is there anything that we're doing as a family that worries you a lot financially? I think mm -hmm. that's a question that you can't ask it too frequently. Like if you ask that once a month, hey, is there anything going on financially that worries you? Uh, in meeting with couples in my business, there's a lot of times where maybe one of the spouses watches the news a lot yeah. and they see the world crumbling and everything on the news is scary. And fear it's based. like, yeah, it's totally fear-based scarcity. And they're like, I just feel like we're in a bad situation or we're, we don't have enough or we're going to run out of money or, you know, the business could disappear any moment. And it's because they've been feeding that fear mentality. And so if, if you don't address that at some point, it's just going to keep spiraling down into this black hole. It boils. You know Absolutely. What I mean? So ha having that, that maybe it's like, here are the questions I ask once a month in money talks with my spouse. We're gonna talk about, are there any big purchases coming up? You know, what financial goals do we have for the next quarter? Um, are there any things that we've been saving up money for that we're excited about? Yep. Is there a trip coming up that we wanna plan for? Is there a, a big expense, like we need to replace the water heater or something like that? Like these are things to just, if you don't surface it, it's going to boil up in one of the partners and you're going to have issues. Do you have any concerns about my approach to spending, saving or investing? That is critical, especially in, in families where maybe one of the partners is working a lot yep. and making a lot of the money decisions and the other one's not. Right. You have to cons consistently update and communicate through things and talk through them. I think one thing that you guys don't realize if you're listening to this, the best marriages we know both the person who is making the decision, often the most trusted confidant is the spouse, right. is the partner. My wife has more intuition than I've ever seen. She knows me better than anybody on the planet. She has this incredible read on people and things. And the more I can tap into that and learn from her, the more united we are and the more confident I am. Like that you, really You guys helps. are aligned when you're communicating more. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, where do you think we differ the most around money yeah. is such a critical thing to remember. I think when things get stressful, 
when you're tight on budget or you're making hard decisions or you're working really hard or kids are going through crazy times, a lot of times you get separated in those, those money decisions. True. One person could be super stressed. The other person could be completely ignorant of the whole thing. And it's, you've got to continually have those conversations about where you guys might differ around this idea of money. Like for us, it was the generosity piece. Mm -hmm. I didn't know she was even thinking about that. Right. I'm really thankful she brought it up. And it's really critical for partners, especially if, if you want to have a long-term relationship with someone to consistently have these conversations. Yeah, in fact, in the newsletter I sent out recently, I, I posed that thought that was basically, it's very normal for couples to disagree about money stuff. It's actually very normal. Like there's no way that you're gonna come from totally different backgrounds and just have this magically aligned viewpoint on how to do money decisions, like right. as a family. It's just not gonna happen. You may be stressed about debt and your partner doesn't worry about debt at all and is more worried about saving or investing or spending or something like that. And so you're gonna come with to the table with different perspectives, but if you have a shared family outcome, if you have goals together that can help bring you together, there's gonna be some compromises. You're gonna work through these, as we talked about in the last episode, healthy struggles together as a couple. You're gonna be able to find that harmony and that alignment to really push you forward to make decisions together that you both agree upon. Yeah. I think having a one, two, three priority in a marriage for money is a, is a key, it's a key relationship builder, but it also creates peace and harmony. Mm -hmm. If you could say, okay, we do have goals. We're going to try to pay off the house in this amount of time. We have this goal of going on this trip as a family. Now, right. We want to buy this and save for this next having alignment in those priorities as a couple aligns everything. And it gives you something to look forward to too. Right. You something work together. to celebrate together, work together. It actually, if you want to skip the other thing or yeah. not buy the other thing, you are aligned in that instead right. of one person feeling bad about it or frustrated right. about it or right. feeling like they're not good enough for the other person or they're failing in some way. You can have the priorities together and you, you, you experience the success of it so much deeper hmm. than just, oh yeah, now we have it, now we can do it. Set those and reach those goals together. That's how couples are driven together rather than apart. I love it. I, I hope, we hope you guys learned something new today. Uh, really, we're talking about increasing the quality and the frequency of the money talks you have in your family, both as a couple and obviously with your children. But, but really what we're saying is asking these questions, making it a habit and discussing how different you are, but how you can maybe come together on more aligned goals is going to help strengthen your marriage, strengthen your family and, and really make you into better smart money parents. So, one more thing here that you put in the article was things change over time. Yes. I want to talk about that real quick okay. because I've seen in, you know, we have a lot of friends. We go, I go to a lot of these different masterminds for entrepreneurs and business yep. people and people that are career people. And then maybe one of the uh, spouses is at home or one of the partners is at home or both parents are working. Yeah. And that can naturally drive couples apart. Someone can, maybe they're growing fast. They're setting a different mindset that can potentially separate you from a partner, right? There's this idea out there that someone outgrows their partner. Interesting. I think that's a dumb idea. Yeah. But what it's not outgrowing the partner, it's just growing in your capabilities and your confidence and your mindsets that requires coming back to the unit and communicating through it. Helping, like my wife right now, she's reading all the books of my friends. That's cool. She's read like six or seven of them from like Shanda Sumpner and Mark Tim and Chad Johnson and Smart Not Spoiled. Your book, like she's reading the books of our friends and she's growing 
awesome. in all of these like mindsets and ways of thinking that I've been learning and growing in my businesses. And it actually has brought us closer together. Very cool. So, so don't, you know, how do we not let one spouse move, you know, in a different direction? I think stay, staying connected is what you're saying. Staying connected, like you don't outgrow. You need to stay connected. If you disconnect, no matter what, you're you're not going to have that relationship. So, when it comes to your your growth, your financial knowledge, your financial interests, your goals, you've got to stay connected. Yeah, I don't think you I don't think you outgrow your partner in marriage. You grow apart. Yeah, there you go. That's the difference. Yeah. And I think what we need to focus on as as parents with our kids is the more we grow together, the better our kids are going to be. Absolutely. The stronger they're going to be, the more confident they're going to be, the more trusting they're going to be. This is for the health of way more than just your marriage. It's yep. for your entire family and the legacy you're leaving for your kids and your grandkids for generations. Yeah, you're going to pass on a lot more than, than money when it comes to uh, the next generation. It's really going to be about communication and, and values and what you do together as a family, how frequently you're staying connected. So... Yep. This is what we're talking about at the Smart Money Parenting Show. And we, we hope you're getting a lot of value out of this. We hope you would follow this show if you haven't already, but share it. Give us a review if you've enjoyed what we've, what we've said today. And, uh, you know, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And if you're uh, one parent listening to this and your partner has not listened to it yet, go buy them flowers or a card or kiss them when you get home or do something really sweet. Send them a text. Makes us feel good. Yeah, there you go. Thank All you, right. guys. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. More than money. If you want to succeed, they got to know what to do with it. They got to take the lead. Got to give them confidence. Got to make them smart. If your kids are going to thrive, now's the time to start. Smart Monday Parenting.